Hey, Sarah. Hey, what? I want to watch a romantic comedy. You just have to embrace the fact that nothing matters. And I chose it probably because I like existentialism. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is dripping with existentialism. Do you love it? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, I do. Welcome to (laughs) romcomcom.com, or Sarah chooses to call it. Romanticcomedycommentary.com. And I'm here with Sarah. And I'm here with Justin. And we're both here with... Laura! Laura. Hey! Laura's here. And this week, we are doing... Palm Springs. Springs. When when did you watch this, Laura? Because you told us about it. I texted you guys the day after I watched it. I was so excited, and I was like, "If they ever watch this movie, I have dibs on this movie." Really? (laughs) Yeah. Remember? Yeah. No. No. But I'm just like, I do remember that. But I have no concept of time anymore. I can't remember. It had to have been when it came out. It was very so. It came out, I think, in March. Oh wow! It was actually supposed to be released in the movie theater. Okay, really? And then they changed that, obviously. Hmm. Um, Released July tenth. Oh well. That's Whoops. a Thursday. No, that's um, a Friday because my birthday was a Saturday this year. This year just all runs together. Yeah. Uh, so July, it was released in July. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so I would have watched it around the time that it came out. And yeah. then I was like, you guys. But you left on vacation the day of my birthday, remember? You're right. Yeah. So what were you doing? I don't know. Gosh. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. As I was watching this, I was making notes. I, I enjoyed it. I'll say that up front. I very mm-hmm. much enjoyed it. I was making notes of like, because it's it's something like, it's not a super long movie. It's an hour and 30 minutes. Mm, Man. Perfect. It, it got to like the 30 minute mark and there wasn't a ton of like romance yet. And I was like, <laughs> is there going to be enough to talk about? Rest oh, assured. Yeah, yeah definitely. For the sure. whole, the, the thing that's crazy, the whole first part of the movie is just like you sitting there being like, literally what the fuck like what is happening what the fuck Uh, uh, no hand up i told brian so sarah's husband you know what sarah actually do you want to real quick give a plot synopsis like just because really if people haven't seen this movie it's yeah it's confusing i did know ahead of time that it was like a rom-com version of groundhog day okay so i was prepared for that you know that laura i didn't and there were points in the movie where i kept thinking Oh man, this is just a reboot of Groundhog Day, but it's it's not exactly that, right? Oh, like no. it's enough of a difference. It's, it's only Groundhog Day in the sense that like he relives the same day every day. Right. But anyway, so you can yes. get into that. Well, and, yes. and I will say I knew nothing about this movie, and I made a note: seven minutes and forty-one seconds in is when I say, "Is he in a Groundhog Day scenario?" <laughs> and it was when he walked through the oh, wedding. You didn't know. No, I knew nothing about this movie, um... and I made it seven minutes and forty-one seconds on the dot, and it's the part that where he was walking through the wedding and he taps the guy's shoulder mm, which and is the guy just lo- brilliant i know and the guy and looks right drink. and he drinks his drink and and right then that's when i said wrote the note yeah i said because <laughs> he's moving around sipping drinks at the wedding like bill murray with the confidence oh. that he knows what's happening yeah that felt very bill i didn't murray pick up on that yeah. <laughs> yeah well either way sarah give a plot synopsis please if you okay could. so andy sandberg wakes up in palm springs with his girlfriend misty who's kind of a vapid blonde and is there for her best friend's wedding apparently and ends up getting you know really drunk all day and then going out to the reception 
and taking over the mic and giving what turns out to be a really beautiful speech and then hitting on uh, a girl named Sarah, who is the bride's older sister. And they end up running around the wedding and then uh, finding that his girlfriend's cheating on him. So it's okay if they make out. So they go out to these rocks beyond the resort and are like making out and he goes to take off his shirt and he gets shot in the back by a freaking arrow from like a a huntsman's bow and he's like god damn it roy and runs off into the darkness what else would an arrow come from like like a professional hunting it's not like an indian or native american arrow it's like a professional hunting yeah arrow from like a compound bow from a huntsman's bow and yeah (laughs) and modern day hunters bow (laughs) and and roy then gets him again in the leg and then Roy heads off into a cave full of light. And we're like, what the hell? And then he starts dragging himself towards this cave. And Sarah, played by Kristen Milioti, is like, what the hell? And she follows him to the cave. And he's yelling, don't come in here. Stay away. And then he, like, disappears into the cave. And like any normal person, she follows him. And then she immediately wakes up back in her hotel room she's like whoa that was weird and then everything starts to be the same and she's very confused as to why it's her sister's wedding day again and we fairly quickly find out that they're in some sort of a time loop situation and they don't ever say groundhog day but it's like groundhog day where they're reliving the same day over and over again in palm springs And she gets to know Andy Samberg, who mostly spends every day drinking, it seems like. (laughs) And she's, you know, getting really frustrated with the situation. So they really push the envelope and they have like a super fun montage of them doing crazy things. And they learn like a dance together and they blow stuff up and they run around and they go to a local bar and they shoot guns and they, you know, at one point pull over a police car and she steals the police car (laughs) They establish that you can't die, but pain is very real. So it's best to die as quickly as possible. (laughs) And then you start right back over and you get to know uh, the people at the party, her sister, her sister's husband. And then Roy was an uncle, I want to say, played by J.K. Simmons. And then she and Andy Samberg, played by Andy Samberg, played Niles. What the hell is his name? Niles. (laughs) Uh, um, end up sleeping together one night and they both wake up really happy about it. It seems like they've kind of like bonded and are, this is kind of a romance. Um, but then something happens in the morning that we don't quite understand and she disappears and she starts. So she starts to figure out that they're in a time loop and she starts <laughs> looking up quantum theory and quantum mechanics and experiments on a goat to try to blast his way out of this time loop. So she straps C4 to the goat. And then as he's entering the cave, she detonates the pack. And then the goat doesn't come back the next day. She comes back the next day, but the goat isn't back, which, you know, I think proves her theory that you can get out of the time loop, but God knows what's going to happen to you. Meanwhile, Andy Sandberg's gotten in a huge depression because she's disappeared. So she comes back. She tries to convince Andy Sandberg to come with her because she's going to blow herself up in the cave. He doesn't want to go. 
They have one last day together. She's getting ready to blow herself up, and he arrives and tries to give this grand speech, and she cuts him off. But he still ends up getting it in there. He just has to make it one long sentence. And then... (laughs) And then they go into the cave, and she blows him up. And then we assume they're okay because they're in that pool again. And he's talking about how he has a dog. And then... The family comes home whose pool it is. And he's like, oh, I guess they come home November 10th. And then it ends. And you see the dinosaurs out in the distance. Oh, and there's a credit scene. Did you guys see the credit scene? Mm-hmm. I think I missed it. Oh. Oh, no. It's pretty yeah. important. Well, I'd say important. Um, Roy walks up to Andy at the wedding. And <gasps> I did like, see that. Okay. I did see that. <laughs> okay. Yep. okay. I did see that. There is that credit scene because Brian immediately explained it to me. The this man like, who hey, couldn't Shepherd. understand what Wait, was Roy, happening at the beginning. For anyone listening, Roy walks up to Andy Samberg at the wedding, says, hey, your girlfriend told me about the plan. Do you think it will work? And he's like, I don't know who you are. Mm. So assuming he's not in the time loop yeah. anymore. Yeah. But, yeah. but the thing that bothered me about that, mm-hmm. that means you're still in the loop. You just aren't like aware of it. You're still a player. Why yeah. did the goat disappear? Yeah. That's was... what I want to know. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. They, I, from what I read, they said... You read something Some, that justified the goat being go- Yes. Somebody, an interviewer asked, hmm. did she lie and say the goat was missing? Shut up. Or did you guys like F that up? And they were like, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they were basically just like, I don't know. You know, like there's a lot of things we can't explain. Interesting. I did like though, because I've always, I, I wondered through the whole movie, what happens if a person gets out? What does that look like? And I like that they address that. Like, no, they just, they're, they continue on like a, in a video game, just like a character that hmm. is only there. You know what I mean? Like they're just yeah. there, but interacting like anybody else. Right. Loved it. So should we should we talk about that? Do you guys think that they got out or do you think that they're like they got out? Yeah, it seems like they did. Yeah. Okay. so I thought my interpretation was like, yes, for sure. They got out. Uh Yeah. But a lot of I guess they left it. They intentionally left it vague. So they have those dinosaurs. But what was vague about it? I honestly thought the same thing. But then then when they sort of explain like the dinosaurs are still there. But what were the dinosaurs to begin with? They were on like a peyote trip. They were like a total goof thing that they wanted in there. Okay, so it had no like because the guy who wrote the movie got into writing movies because he loves Jurassic Park. (laughs) So he was like, any movie I do, I just want dinosaurs. Well, the really funny thing is the only thing I know about quantum theory is from that's such a freaking fantastic Michael Crichton book. Which book? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember what it's called. They go back to medieval times. Oh, no, I don't so know So one of one. the explanations for the dinosaurs could be that the dinosaurs wandered into that cave. They're in a time loop that pushed them all the way to the future where Andy Samberg and... Okay. Um, sorry, yeah. Niles and Sarah are. Yeah. That mm. would be one explanation of those dinosaurs okay. and insinuating that they're still in the time loop. Huh. But maybe they got sent a day mm. forward in the time loop. Oh, That's shoot. what I was thinking. Okay. It's so November that's 10th. a possibility. Right. So when I first watched it, though, I was like, "Awesome, they got out!" Like, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because they like he's got to go pick up his dog. They're in the next day. Hooray! Yeah. And then when I read more about it, they were like, "Oh, the important part is that they made that giant leap together. They decided to do something. make the sacrifice to be hmm. together. It's not really important whether or not they made it out or not." 
Hmm. So they left it intentionally sort of vague. Andy Samberg said they filmed a couple of different endings. Yeah. And then showed it to all their friends and family. And and went based on what they liked. And he said, it may not be the greatest movie ever, but everyone's going to like it. (laughs) We all liked it, right? Oh, yeah. I loved it. What's on And and in general, people seem to agree with with us. Mm -hmm. It it has 93% 93 on Google users, but Rotten Tomatoes is 94%, 83 on Metacritic. Like, people Mm -hmm. enjoyed this movie. Uh, It won the most viewed Hulu release ever in Hulu's history. And it won the highest bidding war ever at Sundance, so $17.5 million. That's awesome. Yeah, pretty huge. Excited for that And that that book by Michael Crichton is called Timeline. Oh, I've not read that. Yeah, it's about quantum freaking theory and how crazy it is and it's not really about time travel it's more about like moving particles through space it's very strange when you get down to that very 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 tiny quantum realm i don't know (laughs) it's confusing i don't really get it but brian freaking immediately was like oh yeah she left a voicemail for jk simmons and then he figured it out and he realized they made it out when he said and i'm like how did you I didn't even understand what was, how did he do, like, it was so confusing. And he did it right away. I'm like, how did you do that? He's like, I watched a lot of Back to the Future. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That's fantastic. Because that's his favorite movie. Yeah. For a man who hates fantasy, who got a PS4 because he was stuck in quarantine and only got sports games. Love it. <laughs> who never wants to watch like Terminator or like oh Mandalorian was on, he leaves. Oh, his eyes gloss over whenever I bring he up can't. Star Trek. Like we watched the passing. entire Marvel universe. He didn't watch a single one with us. We watched all the Star Wars, not a single one, and left the room. But he can freaking figure out time travel <laughs> like nobody's business. It's like, okay. The guy who consulted for the science in this movie is the guy the same guy who did the Marvel movies. Mm. And speaking of Back to the Future, one of his advisements, he spends a lot of time trying to um get get like screenwriters not to use like the the doc version of scientists like from Back to the Future. Oh, that's just yeah. like this stereotypical like <laughs> madman. Like, yeah. <laughs> doc. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was really cool. The first thing I looked up after I watched this movie was like, is this real? Like, I didn't think that time loops were real per se, but like the, right. it would, they did such a great job the of theory. making it like really solid on the science end mm. that I was like, what? What did they do here? Like, is any right. of this real? Yeah, I'm going so... to bite on this. What did your research show you? <laughs> yeah, so that's where I found this interview with the guy who consulted on this movie. Um, did he, did he's he a land USC on the, physicist. Did, did he land on the side of time loops could be a thing? Did no, they... he was like, this is absolutely not real. Time loops aren't real in the oh, good, in, I really in don't want to get sucked in one. Yeah. No, okay. was... That's a great question, actually, though. Time loop. You don't want to be stuck in one you've just said. No. Laura, would you be stuck in a time loop? Oh my God, this is, yes, a totally different, awesome question. I was going to ask you guys, <laughs> would you stay there for a little bit if you were Niles and Sarah? Because maybe Nothing they could do counts. some fun things yeah. before they left. Mm-hmm. You know, like, why wouldn't you like, you can't do overnights in Europe, obviously, because you're going to get there and then you're going to have to go to sleep and you're going to wake up and you're going to be, mm-hmm. you know, you just would have traveled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... You know, Roy's life 
obviously he would want to get out like that that part made me almost cry where he was like i'm never gonna see my kids grow up but he also used to think his life was horrible yeah and after being stuck in the time loop they he all saw grow. the value in it. Yes, he saw the value in, in like my wife is in the prime of her life, and my kids are over there doing weird things. He's tending his yeah, dog. Yeah, watering the dog poop. <laughs> my daughter's gonna draw a family <laughs> portrait of all of us as animals, and I'll be a lion. And he like saw the value in that that yeah. he wasn't seeing when he was at this wedding. You know, the yes. first night. Yeah, because the reason he jumped in the time loop with Andy was because. They had this like drug fueled night of like insaneness. And he was like, I wish I could live this day over and over. And Andy was like, come with me. Niles was like, actually, you can. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it would be fun if you were Niles and Sarah Mm -hmm. in a position where, you know, you're two healthy young people. Right. Um, You're saying if you had a partner in crime, you would be okay with the time loop. Oh, it's a hell of a lot more I mean, interesting than just being yeah. stuck yourself. I know, but then, but then that's the other side of the question. If it, if, yes, partner in crime, that's one one thing. The other side of it, what if it's just you and and like wedding guests and all that? But what if it's just no one else remembers? It's just you. Would you would you be interested in that? Could I sell you in that? If I knew I, I think, could get out. Yeah, I think you see Niles go to a place where. I mean, he sort of has like a very apt name because he becomes nihilistic, mm. where he is literally like nothing matters. He doesn't see that he quote. can, he he doesn't come to the conclusion that Sarah does where he can maybe learn something and use it and get out. Like he just takes the path of like, there's nothing for me. I can, nothing matters. I can't do anything. Mm. Um, so I probably nihilist. would be there. well here's the thing according to one of the writers i can't remember if it's the writer or the director niles has been stuck here for the equivalent of like 40 years yeah see i didn't know that that. was gonna be my that is a really good point like you have no idea how long he's been there he has no backstory which is really interesting he can't remember it yeah whether you believe him or not his only backstory is in the time loop. The mm-hmm. only things you learn about him, the only thing you know about him before the time loop is that he's dating a horrible person. Yeah. You have no idea where they're together. They clearly don't like each other. They can't get each other off. Yeah. <laughs> that was awful. Yeah. Two minutes. That was that's a the, very depressing scene. That's the yeah. fastest I've hated a character. I made a note two, uh. two minutes and 23 <laughs> seconds into the movie before I had to stop and make a note about how badly I hated his girlfriend. She is perfect at doing that. She is in a show called Search Party and she plays basically the same character <laughs> and it's amazing yeah oh, she's a vapid actress who actually it she develops in in the show but Meredith it's like Hagner? she's so good yeah I mean, she was she, great she was great and oh my god i'm ex- well yes w- and I- the australian asian cowboy he was fantastic <laughs> he was the who was the um what is it, minister or whatever? Yeah, but yeah. he seemed like a friend that was marrying them. Definitely. Though. Yeah. Yeah. That was a interesting outfit. Who's apparently choice. good at cunnilingus later on. I love that that was a choice they made too. Like, you know, it's, my friend Beth has a joke that, you know, blowjobs are super easy. Like, guys just have to like zip down their pants. And she's like, it takes a lot to get in here on ladies. Like, what do you do? You like, you got to pull your pants all the way down. 
you're in a bathroom you have to like hover over the toilet or like sit on the sink or like what do you do or like you want to come back to my place where i can take my pants fully off or like what are we gonna do here like it's really <laughs> not the same so i appreciated that, that they were showing that on the movie i'm like yes and repeatedly showed it yes a lot i like that they had the guy walk blindly in oh my god (laughs) he that's ad bryant's husband in real life really yeah that's funny yes he was so funny i'm not i don't feel safe with him here i don't feel safe when andy samberg's all (laughs) drunk and looking for sarah there yeah there's just oh, this is just a wonderful uh, movie. Yeah. Okay, and Peter so Gallagher. Would you guys stay in the time loop for no. a little bit? No, you Get would the not. Fuck you would out not. Of there. You'd be looking for any way. I out. understand existentialism enough, man. Yeah, I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at appreciating the shit I have. My time, my life is essentially a time loop at this point. I mean, Everyone did. I mean, in tri- well, no, it, it, this movie really is like apt to watch during a pandemic yeah. because every day... Th- There's yes. a reason it got such high reviews. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and, and granted, like, in the world we're living in, like, you know, people remember the in days and all of this. In these challenging times. In these challenging times. Everybody <laughs> at least remembers the prior day and all of that, but... Unprecedented. It, <laughs> but in general, my life, like, I don't go to an office. I work for myself. I work by myself. My days, truly, my days as a... When I'm single, particularly... My days are already a time loop. Mm. If I could attach to that unaccountability, I'm already there. I just pay for it. Hell yeah, I'd try this out for a little bit. You know what <laughs> oh I my mean? God. They have so much fun. They have yes, so much fucking fun. They have a That's bomb what I'm in the saying. cake. Like, why don't you and they just... literally throw the bomb up in the air and it explodes. Yeah, okay. why don't you just like hang out for a bit in there? Yeah. And yeah. I mean... Wait, but we don't know how long they were having fun in all fairness. They don't right. establish that. They could have been doing that for years. years. Holy shit, the bomb and the cake thing. So they go around and they actually <laughs> start planning pranks. Yeah. They plan a whole dance sequence and one of them, what does he run? Oh God, wait, I made a note about it because it made me laugh so hard what he said. Uh, so th- there's like, they're at the wedding and he runs up to the cake and he opens <laughs> Uh, he like gets into the cake and rips out a bomb oh god where is it there's a bomb in this cake don't worry i used to be a bomb guy was the line he said and he takes out a crossbow tapes or puts the the the, the bomb on it shoots and explodes oh she comes out as a villain with Young an pirate. ipad right? yeah. Or, yeah you oh, will my... never get away with this <laughs> that's yeah. all that's all i would be doing is trying to think of scenarios yeah. to set up to, in to there confuse it. i oh, mean yeah. absolutely yeah i mean i I, I was trying to think of my own that I would come up with, and I could come up with nothing better than the bomb prank. <laughs> that would be like a weekly thing I would propose to her, like, you want to do the bomb thing again? Like, yeah. that so was kind of fun. Everyone's faces. <laughs> oh, my God. And, so oh, my God. And I love that he tries, like, everything. Like, he has sex with a man. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. He, he's like, listing off everyone he, and then he lists off and the Darla. old lady yes and she's, and like, she's oh, like oh I bet that was great and he was like, like you would be right man I'm gonna be really honest here as well like she asks him it is a point in the movie like she asks him oh did we do it and he says no and mm-hmm. then later it's somewhat of a point of contention yeah like, yeah like a thousand times you you have to know he's probably lying to you because the first because the first your first night in this loop that you are aware of mm-hmm. you were very close to hooking up with him she yeah. would she said she would exactly yeah. and outside you know the guy came up and shot him with the arrow were it not for that arrow you would have hooked up he has talked about how long he's been in this scenario you know what was going through your head you mm-hmm. you have to know at least a little bit like maybe he's trying to soften this 
because he doesn't want to make it sound as shifty as it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I I think that's a little on her for being kind of naive about that. Like, but it's, but also like, how do you tell somebody like, We've we hooked up a bunch in this, like, <laughs> I kind of took advantage of the scenario. I, this is just, I don't even want to talk about the morals of this because it's just so, mm-hmm. it's such a gray zone. It's just yeah. such a gray zone. Mm. I don't, I guess I don't blame him for not saying that. Oh, I would lie through my teeth. I would absolutely lie through my teeth. I'm saying she like, should have yeah, known. I don't that he, know if they would have been like friends i mean friends but i think it would have probably you don't want to burn (laughs) what you have i would have but you're right i didn't you know when i first watched the movie and then it got to that point when he was like oh i fucked you like a thousand times i was like oh i should have known that i shouldn't have believed him when he said that initially but for some reason i really didn't pick up on that in our brains we're just used to Oh, see, people. I yeah. absolutely knew that he was just saying that to like keep the keep the peace. Absolutely, yeah. because what does he gain by telling her? Yeah. I mean, literally, there's no upside yeah. to, for either of them. For either of them, and she had to know. Again, he he ran. He, you were in a scenario that he likely did before. The only thing that stopped you was the one variable in there. Like, <laughs> come on now. Like he talks mm-hmm. about he's been in there so long, he forgets like what's mm-hmm. gone on in his life. Which I, I wonder about too. I'm like, did you? Well, again, we don't know how long he's been there, but he remembered right. he has a dog he needs to pick up. Well, Did you not remember what your job was? That so after he's out, so You're it right. makes me wonder Maybe that's different. if things are coming back to him now that he's out of the time loop. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. The Palm Springs looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> My cousin, uh, his wife, had her bachelorette party in Palm Springs back in 2017, and. I was like, oh, that looks fun. Is it yeah, all a desert? Is it just a desert? desert? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. It used to be kind of like a gay paradise, like a lot of gay guys out there. And then it got more popular and more resorty. And But it's still, it's so sparse out there. Huh. It's very interesting. The f- again, once the few times I was in Los Angeles, I kind of regret not knowing that that was like a thing. Thing. Oh, it's out. It's not in Los Angeles. Well, I'm looking at a map. It it looks drivable. It oh, looks yeah, like I drivable. can make. That's what I mean. Yeah. It looks close enough to Los Angeles that had I really have realized, like, oh, that looks like a cool place, I would have <laughs> probably said, "Can we go look at this cool place?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, a jo- Joshua Tree National Park is near it. Yeah. And but that's the other thing about those dinosaurs <laughs> is it almost <laughs> felt like a time. Uh, tell me more about these dinosaurs. Bridge, in a way. But those dinosaurs wouldn't live in the desert. They need vegetation to survive. <laughs> that's a really like, good point. That's not where they belong either. <laughs> like, even if they were there, that's not where they should be. Yeah, they were brontosauruses. Yeah. yeah. They need vegetation, man. They need lots and lots. Well, but if it's a time loop for them, in a way... Uh, well, they're waking up on the same day. I know. They might get hungry near the end of the day, but like... Yeah. Just how did they get there? I don't know. I didn't understand why they were in the movie in the first place. I just I I saw a Reddit theory that they could have walked into the cave like back when they were still alive. Okay. Mm -hmm. The comet that killed the dinosaurs is what propelled them out (gasps) of the I love that. (laughs) 
and propel them forward to the time when they were in. I nice. love that. That's it. Okay. I was like, whoever that person is is a genius. Yeah. <laughs> now they're stuck in this fucking time loop well, in 2020. I'm going to be honest. When I saw the dinosaurs there and with the two of you being so incredibly well-read and knowing about existentialism, I was like, <laughs> Man, fuck, stay real quiet about these dinosaurs until they bring it up. And let well, they represent. Yeah, and let them tell you and then just go, hmm, no, that's what I got out of that as well. So I'm glad that. I just think they're really beautiful. I think they they were really intentional. I what I, From what I read, they were really intentional about making it seem like this could. They didn't want to date it in any way. So there was a reason they didn't bring up Groundhog Day or any mm. other references and then and the dinosaurs kind of timeless about the desert too yeah it's yes and so... so that could i mean the dinosaurs still wouldn't make sense in that way but right. um i would have loved a groundhog a funny... day wink i wanted yeah. just a i'm wink. glad they didn't no but a, i i would have just loved a wink yeah. For, on the dinosaur is that what you said? No, I would have yeah. loved it. Yes, I would love them to wink at the dinosaurs. Uh, no, I would just love if they were... give me a big wink. Like, just, yeah, the, like the brontosaurus just turns like... Zooms in on I'm it. in on this, <laughs> No, like if, uh, like, if they were just driving down the street and, like, you know, when they were on their peyote fantasy or whatever, have them driving mm. down the street and, like, see a truck drive by and it looks like a groundhog's driving it or something. Like, oh, just a little just tiny... Something. I don't need them to say Groundhog Day mm-hmm. or, like, have Don't a, drive angry and just have her, like, <laughs> No, exactly. That's all yeah. I wanted was something like that or, uh, 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 God, what's his name, the, uh, the actor? J.K. Simmons? No, have Ned Schreier... Ned Ryerson. Ned Ryerson. Ned Ryerson. <laughs> like, have, some, have him in the background and you can hear like one line of uh, exactly just something <laughs> tiny like that would have been like all i needed yeah i didn't want a big thing okay just a wink okay wink wink <laughs> um i wonder about june squibb's character the, yes the that's another woman. question mark Did oh how she, was she in time was she was in she on in it? the loop how when she commented, i saw the movie yeah i thought yes she's that's old, what i took away she's the older yes. lady that mm-hmm. walks by and says what was it like i'm my glad to see you died, I, my mother died when i was young too and then i guess now that you're so leaving that, something, yeah yeah she knew so you're like she oh. was leaving. yeah so you think that she was possibly what stuff uh, like a, in the time also loop in the well. time loop. but then how would she know that she was getting out or maybe she was someone bigger that's what i kind of took it possibly oh, to me i have no idea why you would create a time loop as a omnipotent god or something and then become june squib <laughs> but maybe <laughs> i don't hate that yeah but uh i i do know that they they had that whole earthquake in the beginning mm. to Holy show shit. that like that. Not to say June couldn't have done that too. True. But that was the explanation for why it opened up. Right. And I and then I did like that they had a, everything explained by science though. Like there was no like someone's trying to teach you a bigger lesson. Yeah. There was no it godness like, about it. And that's yeah. why June that June Squibb is a as a godlike character, wouldn't that have kind of undercut most of what the rest of the movie was mm. doing or am i i mean it, i guess it kind of depends on the sort of like like being you see god as okay, <laughs> yeah. if okay. that makes sense you know what i yeah. mean i mean you could see it as like god creates all of these things that happen and then yeah, i mean i tend to, well. i would probably i i favor the scientific aspect of the movie but mm-hmm. i think you could i think there's room for that if you wanted to see it that way i like that i love that she tried to figure it out and like he spent 40 fucking years dicking around and she's like, we've got to get out of here. <laughs> like, I loved that about this movie. 
the female lead was the one who rescued mm-hmm. the male in this movie. I loved that. And she was the one propelling them and she was the one figuring it out. And yes. And, you know, seeing the science of it or the whatever, the, the, the non, you know, tr- transcendent part of it. Like she wasn't, at first she tried to like, Tell her sister the truth and get the fuck out. And if I'm going to be a good person, I'll get out of here. And yeah. then she realized that wasn't going to work. She didn't wallow. She like, oh, shit. That's mechanics. what she whispered to her sister at the wedding. Yeah. yeah. Fuck me. So I- every morning she woke up in her sister's husband's bed. Ugh. God, I am fucking dense that I'm which, just now piecing that together. Which was really the motivator for, for her wanting to get out, which is why yeah. I guess they couldn't have just hung out there. She was yeah, she dying to get, to get away from the fact that she yeah, had Yeah, that's done true. That. that is her motivation for getting out because every yeah. morning she had to deal with that, with what she did the night before, yep. which was a huge mistake. And she was like kind of the family fuck up and was just, you know, doing all these stupid things and had been married and was divorced and... And so she, I guess, doesn't really want to be reminded of that every yeah. morning in the time loop. And what an idiot he is. Yeah. <laughs> so gross. But why was it, why do you think it all came to a head after, because in the very beginning, they agree we should not have sex because we're going to be stuck in here together. Mm-hmm. And then they start having all these adventures together and attraction happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, and it's just, oh, it, it made it like 30 minutes before the rom like the rom portion of it hit. And, mm-hmm. I, and I knew I'd like, we got about an hour left, probably 15 of that's going to be figuring this out. Can they really make them fall in love this quickly? Mm-hmm. And they did, my God, they did. And I believed it. Mm-hmm. And so then they have sex, but, but, then she just flips a switch that next day. It's like she had sex and she's like, we got to get out of here. Was that because she like knew she had fallen for him? Yeah, and was like, okay. I think because she'd had such a lovely experience with him that night. Mm. It was so beautiful. And they saw the um, dinosaurs, mastodons or brontosaurus. <laughs> Those are brontosaurus. Okay. Thunder lizards. Okay. <laughs> That's what brontosaurus means. Thunder lizard. All That's right. great. I, wait, didn't you get that at trivia one time? Right. Was that not you? No. Oh, that was a recent <laughs> trivia question. What does brontosaurus mean? Oh, Thund- I'm going to file that one away. Thunder lizard. That's great. Huh. I think it's thunder lizard. It's thunder lizard. Okay. <laughs> it's probably thunder lizard. <laughs> so they had a beautiful experience looking and at the- And then she still w- fucking woke up in her sister's fiance's bed. Yeah. And it was like, no matter how great the night is the night before, no matter what I do, I'm still going to end up here, which is the lowest fucking point in my life, basically. Yes. And I think for both of them, I thought about this a little bit. They seem to be on completely opposite ends of the spectrum. And by the end of the movie, they end up coming together in the sense that Niles is so nothing matters. He's over here. She is clearly so concerned with what she's stuck in the past. Like she is allowing herself to be defined by all the mistakes she has made. And she cannot seem to break out of that. So she slept with her sister's fiance because she thinks she's a shitty person. And she's like, this is what shitty people do. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to sleep with my sister's fiance. I don't even think she really wanted to do that. I think she was just like, everyone's telling me I'm a shitty person just because I, what does she say? I fuck around and I drink too much or something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you find out she's had a divorce and whatever. You get all of that backstory, all of her past. And then by the time she's fallen in love with Niles, she's realizing, like, 
I'm not actually that person. Yeah. And but I'm she's not waking up and person. she's being reminded every day every that day. she used to be. Yeah. Or that she was acting that way. And so then she's like, And it took I the time loop for her to realize. Yeah. And then eventually you have Niles over here who starts to realize like, oh, what I do does matter. Mm-hmm. And he sees her going fucking crazy, hurting people, killing people, stealing shit. And he's like, you can't do that. And she's like, why does it matter? And he's like, you can't. <laughs> she's like, didn't you just say last night that nothing people. matters? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did like that break that he kind of had where he's like, no, we have to, we still have to deal with the, yeah. our decisions of what we did, even if it's not like a. It forces a, him. In, to define his ethics, yeah, yeah, to not be a man child. Even if there's right. like no, face, which he like, he's so good at playing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> My really God, is. well, even if there's no true repercussions, like you're not being arrested, you're not being put in jail, but you have to wake up the next morning, mm-hmm. remember, and you like, know what you did, yeah, and you yeah. know that in that world there is pain and suffering. Right. It's not so if you cause that, like that's very real, if yeah. all but for a second, and you were the right. impetus to that. Like, okay, so yeah. the thing that I think is interesting. And this is how I finally have gotten to understand Christian existentialists, which I never fucking understood how there's like a Christian existentialist. How can you be an existentialist, which basically means you you don't believe in the transcendent world. You don't believe in things you can't see. You only believe in things that can be proven. How can you also be Christian? You know, faith in God. What is that? How does that work? You know, but if you... If this world is its own world with its own rules and whatever, when you die, you go to be with God, then nothing fucking matters all that much what you do here except what you have chosen to do to prepare yourself for the the next world. Does that make sense? So just like Andy Samberg said, pain still matters and the things you do still matter because you're hurting people and affecting people even though it resets the next day, right? So yeah. even though you go to be with Christ in the future or whatever, the shit still matters here. Not because, you know, no one's going to remember it and do whatever the fuck you want, but because you really are causing real pain to people that if no one else remembers, you will remember and bring with you, you know, presumably to the afterlife. And I was just like, oh, okay, I guess I get it, kind of. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and read Kierkegaard because I don't yeah. remember this. <laughs> well, he wasn't a Christian existent, was he? I thought he was. Oh, he was the one. Yeah. It was Nietzsche who was the anti-Christian, anti-religious one. Mm-hmm. But it's just so like, yeah, the ethics of it are because what you remember that you do, it's like matters to your soul or whatever mm-hmm. if we're going into a afterlife kind of thing mm. we're going off the deep end <laughs> now i thought <laughs> jump jumping out of existentialism because it's not my area of expertise but something that particularly plays to you sarah his one sentence that he got to give her at the end yeah. where she said like he was professing his love and she was like, well, no, you've given me these speeches before you get one sentence. Mm-hmm. And he was doing colon, comma, Ooh, all colon. of that. The colon Ellipsis. was wrong. Yeah, the colon was <laughs> No, and, and when she at the end started kind of correcting the grammar, I was like, fuck, dude, no one could get through. And like Sarah would not let someone get through two of those mistakes before she was just <laughs> like, we're going to need to pause really quickly here. I love how she just looked you. at him and she was like, 
an emphatic period is just an exclamation point. <laughs> and then like, he's yeah, like, but I just trying to not to seem desperate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm reading it right here. Yeah. I just couldn't help but as he was ripping through that, see you specifically stopping someone during Actually, the like, colon does work when you read it. Jesus okay, Christ. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It actually Stand works. corrected. I'm, I'm surprised. Now, did the ellipses work there? Yeah. I think it's, it's not bad. I mean, it is bad. It's like, it's literally this long. It is <laughs> a paragraph. It's like almost my whole phone screen long. <laughs> but the things he's using, he doesn't have any, you know, comma splices. He's not putting commas where they shouldn't be. Hmm? Okay. All he right. put the colon in, in a place that actually works, but it is a terrible run on sentence. <laughs> yeah. Well, he missed a comma in a few places, so eh. I enjoyed that though. I thought that was very sweet, and he's 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 putting himself out there. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean I I liked it a lot. He says, <laughs> "I realize I'm completely codependent, but I think that life should be shared, which is so true." Um, he said, "I know you better than anyone knows you. Remember the night we saw the dinosaurs? Um, you're my favorite person I've ever met. I know it's crazy odds, but I think that's true. When you're stuck with somebody in." quarantine or in a time loop or in a situation in which you have to deal with each other's shit day in and day out Mm -hmm. that lets you know real quick whether you can handle that person in the in real life in the real world Mm -hmm. yeah and i don't think it's such a bad way to judge if you love somebody when she's like how would you you just i'm just the girl you got stuck with but i feel like hell is other people in so many ways like <laughs> yeah. Sartre was saying and it's like you're lucky you got someone who's fun imagine if you were stuck with like Angela from the office or like yes. somebody else you know like you got stuck with a fun person who's like interesting and wants to deal with her shit and is pushing you and like she I, I think she maybe he makes her see that in the speech but She's, I think, being a little obtuse to not see the value in their relationship. What is yeah. The sentiment of like, uh, I think I think he said it, uh, or she asked him, what if we get sick of each other? And oh, he said, I love we that. All she gets very are. vulnerable and she's like, what if we get sick of each other? He's like, we already have. Doesn't he say He's we like, already we're have? We're already sick of each other. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I mean, so that's cute. Like, so cute. Or, yeah. or the other one, I can survive without you, but it's more fun with you. Like, yeah. that's like... That's all I can hope for, you know, <laughs> just to get to say that to someone. That would be so lovely. Like, I can survive without you, but it's a lot more fun with you. Oh, and if yeah. they meant it back. Oh. No, and you're right, especially with this, like, in quarantine. Or the thing I think of that I've more had is in relationships, like, traveling with someone where you are, like, you're you're at a place neither of you can run away from each other for. That's why I always think, like, yeah. traveling is a good test, too. But it's the same mm-hmm. sentiment. Like, you're locked into a thing together. You mm-hmm. can't get away from their their shit yeah. or mm-hmm. they can't get away from your shit. So I agree with you. Like, it's a pretty good test. Like, you may not know everything about that person. Like, when he didn't want to know her past, his whole thing with the, like, he held up a candy bar and he's like, this part that's missing that mm-hmm. I ate, like, that's gone. I don't care about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I care about the other one. Yeah. It's like, I don't agree with his entire side of that, but I can also kind of see it. Like, you can figure out if you, if you can uh, work with somebody not having known all the past. It's worth knowing the past to, like, fill in all the boxes. But, like, 
If you're kind of put in an area where it's sink or swim, you can figure out if you can gel with each other at the very least. Like, yeah. fill in the rest later. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just kind of hopeful. But I like this movie gave me hope, I guess. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah, it's funny. I think that scene is really good when they when they they do shrooms together. That's when they mm-hmm. see the dinosaurs, right? Um, but they're, they're, again, like, at that point, they're, they're sort of still on opposite ends where she's... She's feeling like the past is matters so much. And he's like, nothing matters. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, you see them. He's Comes confronting the fact that what we do does matter and you have to make your own meaning. And she's finding out, like, I'm an individual and what I did in the past doesn't necessarily have to define me. My family doesn't define me. I define me. Mm. So I love that they just come together in that existential belief mm-hmm. of the, that they're <laughs> individuals. And they yeah. make their own meaning. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because he's been in it for 40 years and she's fairly <laughs> new. I I don't think 40 years I would forget what I did, though. I think things would get like a little foggy, the details of what I did every single day. But if someone asked me, what did you do before this? I'm pretty sure I could like piece it together a little bit. Yeah, years. see, that's why I'm, I just don't buy that. That I think he was maybe just being intentionally... Um, like evasive yeah, yeah. about that. See, mm-hmm. I took it as he has just been there an excruciatingly long time. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I kind of because you you hear with like Groundhog Day, Harold Ramis. Didn't he say he had been in there for like like a thousand years or something insane? Was like what he said the time loop ran is. I really? thought it was something like a thousand or Jesus something just crazy long. Like a part like a point where you would go absolutely crazy. Oh yeah, that's another point. This is essentially solitary confinement after a while, because while there are people around you, like yeah. they're they're not. Well, Roy is the only mm-hmm. in which he doesn't which he doesn't talk to and he isn't on, you know, he can't mm-hmm. interact with. But everyone else, you know, all of their responses. He shows that he knows all of their responses. So truly, like there's people around, yeah. but there's no substance to it. You really are in solitary confinement. You would go crazy unless you started like presumably driving as far as you could to get to other areas. Mm-hmm. But as we saw, like, they're kind of not close. They're not super close to anything. Right. So it takes some time to, like, drive. Let me actually see Palm Springs. She did drive back to her apartment in mm-hmm. Texas and then fell asleep. And then fell asleep yeah. promptly. So I thought she was going to fall asleep on the road. Well, so did I. you know what? To make it from Palm Springs to Los Angeles, it says it takes an hour and 40 minutes, 107 miles. Mm-hmm. He does drive to Irvine. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I guess... Yeah, I guess you could go into the city, and there's so much in Los Angeles, it probably would take you a couple years to rip through. There's probably a play going on, maybe a mm-hmm. symphony, maybe a concert. Yeah. You could, you know what, I guess Palm Springs, now that I'm thinking about it, like, if you're going to be somewhere, that's not too bad. It's just no. such a funny place to be, because it seems like a place in which life shouldn't exist. <laughs> it is a desert. a desert. Like, it's totally barren. <laughs> and it doesn't seem... <laughs> sustainable people aren't supposed to live at there all. yeah people are not <laughs> supposed to live there Li- lizards are supposed to live there by the way you are correct the brontosaurus is a thunder lizard <laughs> bronte means thunder so charlotte bronte it. and emily bronte the last name is thunder which <laughs> is fun um I have heard Desert Cities described as testaments to a man's hubris. Absolutely. We will build a city here. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Barbara Kingsolver moved from Tucson, Arizona, back to her husband's um, farm in Appalachia. And she said part of it was that everything they ever consumed 
was brought in in Tucson and they were just tired of it. Mm. They're tired of being part of that, you know, place where things don't grow and you have to literally have everything pumped in. I get it. Yeah. Oh, I hundred. I've only been in Phoenix one time, and it was kind of fun. But it was as you were flying in. It's just like nothing, nothing, nothing. Brand new grit. It just. It was so. Here's a golf course. No, exactly. It was just <laughs> it's like, the only green thing. Yeah. It's just like yeah. this doesn't. This doesn't feel right. And even like I ran a marathon mm. through the city, and even oh, jogging God, like through why? it. No, it wasn't too bad. It was in the winter, so okay, it was very dry okay. and not warm. I actually ran my best time ever there. Mm. 343 and change. I think I could have broke 330 if I had like wanted to. Oh. I was in phenomenal shape at that time. Went through <laughs> a really bad breakup and uh, ran a lot. Post-college freak out. No, exactly. That's what it, it. That's we were what talking it was. about this on the way down. And I was like, oh. And Post-college freak out. I was fucking jacked. Oh. Either way. Um, did that, but even running through the city. I was city, miserable, but I was jacked. No, exactly. <laughs> I was miserable, and you'd never look at it. know it if you look from the shoulders down. I feel like we could have a whole podcast on post-college freak yeah. out. Oh, my God. You talked God. me through a lot of mine. <laughs> Okay, we have some crazy neighbors across the street who just moved in there. They're literally right out of college. They pulled all their money together. They buy this house. Wow. It's really annoying because they have parties every weekend. Hell yeah. You ever wander over? I would. But if there was one popping right now, I would let you two carry this podcast because Justin would be making friends. (laughs) You should have been here the last It's a COVID cesspool, I'm sure. But there was a post-college freak out that happened right there. And it was so good. Oh, wait. I think you texted us about this. Was it the girl like yelling at her boy? No, what was it? Describe it, please, dear God. Describe it. it. I I did text you. Guys, I know, but describe it, it for any, <laughs> describe it for anyone listening because this is like it was so it was a perfect. beautiful college post-college freak out oh. it was um a, a girl I mean clearly both far too intoxicated to have a rational conversation but oh, yeah. she had had it had her limit of <laughs> uh just pretending to be someone she wasn't so yeah. she wandered outside and was just sobbing yeah. and saying things like i'm so tired of pretending to care about these people just so i can sit on their couch <laughs> it was like oh this is yes. beautiful this is so not about pretending oh. to sit on you know pretending and sitting on someone's couch it's so about like you having a a, like a post-college crisis right oh. now <laughs> and you just watch this poor thing have a breakdown from like your porch uh you could yeah. not watch it yeah it was, it was right loud. outside and it was loud <laughs> and i was like i'm just well well i told you like we had just finished watching um what's that netflix reboot unsolved mysteries oh. <laughs> and so we heard a girl you know like oh, making a terrible yeah. noise yeah. and i was like this is how it happens no one looks outside you know and like then this girl disappears so i look out i look out and i'm like is this girl okay and then i realize what's going on and i'm like oh. okay she's fine you're like steve get the popcorn <laughs> we really were like we were like two old people like i mean did any Ooh. part of you want to just like yell from the porch like it's gonna be okay it yeah it's better <laughs> for some I people i wanted to give her some <laughs> Tough love, like this isn't the place for you to have your post college breakdown in the middle of a residential neighborhood. A you this know isn't what? your college campus. No, I, Laura, I'm going to actually go on the. I'm going to go the opposite. I say that's exactly where she needs to have it because because she's going to wake up and realize how low a moment that was. <laughs> exactly, that, that was her rock bottom, that and now be, she can. That may be what shakes her awake a little bit to say, 
I was in a residential neighborhood. I wasn't on a college <laughs> campus and I had a full on breakdown. I was bothering families. I'm not that person. <laughs> Oh. Maybe that's <laughs> what she needs. I could be. I don't think they have any awareness that there are families on this street, but could be. But she might you give him get that. Make cookies for him, oh. and in the cookies, write a note, and then it says, "Close your windows and shut the fuck up." <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> See, I would take I would take the opposite approach and try to kill him with kindness. And just be like, "Hey, just want to let you know, that's like." Boring. All of our, our daughter loves you guys and watching you, like <laughs> our little tiny daughter. Like that would be. She loves watching you me. when you're quiet. She <laughs> <laughs> She's afraid of your volume. She's afraid of your volume. <laughs> we're She's usually asleep and we're like, Merry Can Christmas, you guys? we're moving. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See you never, douchebags. Peace out. Oh you my too God. Loud. Dude, there's a house across from my mom's. Or you should be like, um, P.S. Does your friend need a house? Because now ours is going to be for sale. <laughs> <laughs> There's a house across from my mom's that someone's like grandma bought them and then they're renting it from her and they're in their 20s. And all of the cars that come over at all hours of the night have broken exhaust. So it's loud Ooh. and all of that. So and they aren't outside loud having parties and the house isn't loud having parties, but it's just like a lot of people coming and going and 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 the doors slamming and engines starting and the guys aren't usually wearing shirts in the summer which is an interesting look (laughs) and if they are wearing a shirt it's what i would describe as a undershirt a shirt that goes underneath the other shirt Mm -hmm. yet as an outer (laughs) shirt that's a personal pet peeve of mine by the way oh you've talked about this i it, I cannot sweatpants and undershirts. sweat uh, sweatpants in public is another <laughs> one. And I, I know your husband loves it. And oh, does he? I literally have only thought about my dad. Oh, no. Brian is a sweatpant lover. Like, well, yeah, he is. I think he I may. Think in public. I think he changes when we go to the bar because I think I've said loudly around him how much it no. bothers me. Okay, good. I don't think that's true. Okay, because good. I've, I don't think I've ever seen him in sweatpants like. At a bar, like I think he—that's how I know he's going somewhere. Is he dressed? Because up? he'll start. Oh, he dresses up for he'll me. He'll put pants on. Not just you, but like. <laughs> no, don't take this away from me, <laughs> Sarah. Let me feel okay. special for. <laughs> let someone. Let me think. Someone's doing I'm something sorry. for just for me. That's true. <laughs> I just realized that he's known my sister literally half of her life. Wow! This talk about sweatpants brought that to you. Just he's been around a long time. What yeah, I'm saying right. is his habits I've known oh, gotcha. for a long time. Yeah. And so one of the things is he'll put on jeans and I'll know. Mm. And if I go in the bathroom, it smells like cologne. I'm like, he's going somewhere. <laughs> like, I know it. Like a Wednesday at 9 p.m. I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, I was just going to go down to like Average Joe's and get a beer. Or beer. What am I saying? He doesn't drink beer. Get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> If you got a beer, I'd know he was lying. Yeah, I've seen him drink two beers in our entire friendship. And oh. each of those beers got handed to me partway through. Because <laughs> it was know. like a party situation where he, we were just meeting the people. Mm. Either way, this house across from my mom's though. <laughs> so, and they come and go, but I'm waiting for the breakdown that you got. I mm. haven't had that yet, but I've got to tell you, seeing these people coming and going and like... They'll pull unnecessarily in a way where they block the driveway. Like there's ample street parking or they can go into the driveway, yet they park in a way that blocks half of the driveway. And and I feel like an old man because <laughs> I'll come in and I'll very loudly say, look at these jackasses parking like jackasses. 
un- but like loudly but clearly as I'm like making it seem like I'm muttering and when I drive up I'll make eye contact and just kind of like shake my head as I'm backing in the driveway man I'm a fucking mess you Ugh. are very much an old man I these people know, dude bitch. I don't it, and, and you know what but this this actually this is a good point this okay. is a good talking okay. point back to the movie back okay. to the movie now we asked very very broadly would you do a a uh, time loop mm-hmm. okay and I guess it all depends on where you're at in your life, how you answer oh, that question. Absolutely. Because if you asked me senior year of college. Oh, well, yeah. One really good. Day, no, no. Honestly, like, would you want to live in a time loop like this forever? The answer is yes, absolutely. Yeah. And after probably three years of it, I would want to put a gun in my mouth. Ma- I, I, I would be Andy Samberg. <laughs> Same thing. If you asked me when I was like 23, 24, would you want to like the best wedding destination? Would you want to relive that day over and over again? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I am. I am in. That is 100% what I want to do forever. Yeah. Maybe it would make it a year or two. Yeah. I can't well, think right now what day I would relive. And or- add in the variable too of what if you had somebody there to pal around with? Like, what does that day yeah. look like? You know, yeah. it could be yeah. a not so great because Andy Sandberg's day isn't oh, necessarily a great day. Yeah. I mean, he's he walks in on his girlfriend cheating on him, which mm-hmm. I mean, obviously doesn't care too much about her anyway. Right. But walks in boyfriend. on her. He's he's obviously not happy, um, you know, as established by the beginning of the movie you know so he's not having a great day but by the end and he's got someone with him who he loves he's ready to stay so the the other alternative is could die (laughs) well yeah for sure be dead yes but i just mean i guess if you had somebody you could have like a there are several things that would have to line up. You don't necessarily have to have the, be having the best day of your life. Okay. But yeah. you have to at least have some things going on for you. So, for example, mm-hmm. they're two young people. They don't have a whole lot of responsibility in life right now. Neither one has kids that they'll never right. see grow up. They're both in pretty good shape. Like, neither one is, like, recovering from mm-hmm. an injury That's where they're, fair. like, you hobbling have, around. They have access to alcohol. Get a broken yeah, leg. Yeah, drink. They can, And yeah. a party they can go to if they want to. Yeah. I think you have to have some things going right. Yeah. Not necessarily the best day, but you've got to at least have, like, some good things going for you. Whereas, you know, you have like Roy and like we said before, like that's pretty unfortunate. And I love at the end when the movie ended mm-hmm. and the credits started rolling, I was like, what about Roy? No. And then they Aww. come back for Roy and I'm like, OK, this movie is just like the best now. Yeah. <laughs> Man, when that movie, when it went after the explosion, it went to black. Oh, I was yeah. like, if these motherfuckers leave this open ended. <laughs> I was waiting. I thought they were going to take the easy mm-hmm. way out. My lips were pursed with a boo. <laughs> and I was ready to ooh. I, I was just, and then they came in, and I. Now though, now you got me really worried that they didn't get out. But 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 now they know how to advance the day. So true, they could just they can just keep advancing the day. They could just keep advancing the day. They just oh, keep blowing themselves up. Doesn't that sound like a great punk pop album? Advancing advance the, the day, day. Advance, advance the, day. the day, or an album? Oh, that would be a band. Advance the day would be yeah. definitely the band. Be like. Follow up to um, the Black Parade. <laughs> yes, advance the day. <laughs> but that, yeah, I think as long as I could advance the day a little bit and things could get like you know keep it moving, maybe there's something there because there's C four. There's but plenty still, of C four. You could never have kids. Yeah, I'm probably never gonna have kids as I'm it not is. So at you, least I'm saying them. <laughs> <laughs> but 
<laughs> sir, I'm putting myself in their place. What if they don't want kids? Does Andy Samberg want kids? That works out a little better for them, too. That's another reason they could stay if they felt that way. That's a good point. See, like a lot of things just have to line up if you're going to (laughs) stay. Yeah. So this is really a person by person, whether they want to stay in a time loop. Right. In terms of whether you'd be happy. Yeah. Time loop again. (laughs) (laughs) But then you've got Roy. (laughs) (laughs) Then you've got Roy, who seems to come to terms with it and is like very zen and tells and tells sad. Niles like you've got to find your Irvine wins out too though but he only came to that after he got seriously injured and was forced to like live in the the ICU in the pain, yeah. which Andy Samberg brings up earlier like if you're gonna die die quick because otherwise you're gonna be in an ICU awake and in terrible pain and Roy said that's like what made him realize what he was doing what he was to doing Andy. to Andy yeah. yeah that what he was doing mattered mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I'm also in love with their wardrobes in this Andy Samberg's surf print Hawaiian shirt is a Ralph Lauren polo. It is uh, out of production, originally $125. Looks like you can probably still kind of find it if you want. I was convinced it was Magnum PI's Hawaiian shirt the entire time. And it was not though. Most people would think inappropriate for a wedding, but as we know from our episode on forgetting Sarah Marshall mm-hmm. with Mike Donahoe, mm-hmm. the Aloha shirt is actually formal, formal wear, wear. Yes. Ah. so he can get away with it. Oh my God, do you wear underwear underneath your swimsuit? Wonderful So line. many guys did that in when I was growing up. How did you know that? Because you could see him at the top of the swimsuit. That's, the oh, you're right. That was like a look. Yeah. Why That's was that a thing? super funny. I don't, don't they know. they have nets in them? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why... So many dads end up wearing them just as like what my dad did that. He would just wear swimsuits casually around. <laughs> I did Brian's all laundry year. when he was in quarantine. Oh my god. He, Three swimsuits. Yeah. Oh, I know. I <laughs> hang out laundry. with I hang out <laughs> with November. your husband. I hang out with your husband a lot. He does casually wear swimsuits and he and I do actively talk about it. Yeah. We Be- never talk about it. It's like, all right. <laughs> I bring it up because I fully support it and I throw all my weight behind him doing it as often as possible. I unabashedly am trying to get Brian to wear a swimsuit casually, at, like to the point that he'll wear it to a wedding. Uh-oh. Well, I don't I think don't he'll think ever he'll do, do that, that, but you never know. <laughs> never know. I, in terms of wardrobe, was. Oh, yeah. You guys haven't even talked at all about fashion in this. You got to teach me some stuff. Well, there's a fun fact in the Hawaiian shirt, actually. Talk to That's me. inspired by Leo DiCaprio's Hawaiian shirt in, <gasps> in Romeo, Romeo and Juliet. Juliet. Yes. That's where that came from. No. Yeah, right. I mm-hmm. loved that. Yeah. Really? They all wear the Hawaiian shirts. They're in Verona. Do they, are they big Leo fans? Or? They said that the costumes were designed with inspiration from other rom-coms. I wouldn't consider Romeo and Juliet a rom-com. I wouldn't but either, but it's we, funny because we, we got just a request. got a request to do Did it you? Okay, well then rom-com. I shouldn't have said that because perhaps there is a good um, argument I mean, for a, it. It's a, it's a, According to Shakespeare, there are comedies and dramas, and it is in the drama category. It's not It's not a tragedy. A Mm. Or drama or tragedy. Yeah, drama and tragedy. Man, I'm looking at his Hawaiian shirt from that movie, and it is not like Andy Samberg's in this. I mean, it's a Hawaiian shirt in all fairness, but it is not the same shirt. Okay. You might not be looking at the same photo I did. Okay. Because if you do, it does look very similar. I typed in Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio spelled incorrectly, and it brought up this blue shirt. (laughs) No, it's not blue. Oh, then this is just Leonardo DiCaprio wearing a blue Hawaiian shirt. Or maybe that is the one. I'm not sure, but they did say it was based on that. Hmm. I know it's And I didn't write down the other movies. I wasn't really familiar with them, but they... The comment was that they were based on other rom-coms. But again, they tried to make sure that even the wardrobe was very timeless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't too trendy, didn't nod to a specific era i mean 
you still get the sense that it's modern, mm. you know, obviously. Oh, but Apparently it is blue. I'm trying to find, I swear he had a red one. No, I thought I saw the photo and it was red, but. But the one in the, at least at the beginning of the movie when he's talking about Rosalind and being in love with Rosalind, he's wearing the blue shirt. And then later on, he's wearing a shirt with a big bleeding heart of Jesus on the front of it. Oh, yeah. That one's memorable for sure. Yeah, but I swear he had a red. What do we think overall about the wedding fashion? Talk to me about wedding fashion, specifically the not maid of honor, like the best friend Missy. Is that her name? <laughs> Misty. Misty. <laughs> and her. F- she With has, the jewels on her face. Yeah. It's just like uh, so in character, and I it's think. So it's great. very like. What the heck is the name of that um, concert venue in Palm Springs? Let you me. you Coachella. were the one who made us live stream it a couple of years ago. Oh, Coachella? Coachella. Is that in Palm Springs? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's so Coachella. It's yeah. all like flowy dresses and sparkly eyes. But things. she's the only one with the eye thing. Yeah. That was a choice that the character made, right? Yeah. That's wonderful. She has very little self-awareness, like her yeah. social awareness, oh, I, I think, in the movie. Because even her oh, wedding fashion. speech is very weird <laughs> and like awkward. <laughs> even though she's like, I'm the best friend. Um, but uh, I mean, it's so, I think like the, the, the style of the wedding is very Joshua Tree, very, like Palm Springs-esque. Like you get the... Boho. Yes, boho. Like you get the uh, macrame in the background mm-hmm. of the wedding. Like it's all, I, I like it. I think it's very mm-hmm. like true to form for like where they were. I don't know that I would be 100% on board. I might be. I don't know. Getting married by a guy in like a blue cowboyish what it had like hearts or some shit on it and like embroidery <laughs> on this blue gaudy it, and i and again I, i'm saying this now in years from now maybe i'll look back and go well no that's who i want to get married by but as of right now i don't think no, that's the guy i, I want to be not. married by no i think that just added to the comedy of the movie just like making it seem i don't know it i guess the wedding didn't seem like a joke per se but like it sort of set the stage for like maybe not everything was like perfect in this uh, world that's going on, you mm. know, because then you find out the you know, obviously like the husband or the fiance cheated on her and then you've got. But like when it starts, you're the the people in it are telling you that like tile is perfect, you know, and then like they're in love and all that stuff. And I so maybe that's just. Just them trying to be funny and then sort of like a nod to like, not everything's great here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like the, and the mom and dad, they were, I mean, there's, there's just, it's a good. It, <laughs> I love Pete. Uh, we got to wait for we Sarah, wait for, for Peter Sarah. Gallagher, but like, I love Peter Gallagher in it. <laughs> I was about to talk about Peter Gallagher in <laughs> oh. the part where he's like, oh yeah. And your dad, he like tried to have sex with her dad. Remember oh, when yeah. he was like, oh, like all you had sex with him. <laughs> like, oh, your dad. And he's like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Those seduction scenes were great. Oh, oh my man. Lord. What are we doing? And the, when the the wait, or the bartender, he's like, oh, yeah, I hooked up with a waitress. She's like, I hit a guy with this car. <laughs> oh, she's giving yeah. Him a hand job and he's and like, oh. It's like, he never walked again. Ooh. <laughs> That's the point when he has an orgasm. It's so good. She's like, I like your hair. She's like, thanks, I do too. 
Like she has such a weird vibe. Yeah. She's like, you have perfect skin, and I love your hair. And she, or she have, a, I love your haircut. And she's like, thanks, I do too. And yeah. like, you're the worst. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> the beer they were drinking. Fuck. Okay. I was gonna ask about that. I yeah. know because there's Just, movie beers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, what is that beer? I wait. Did your I don't husband? Did Steve? Did Steve mm-hmm. notice the beer? Mm-hmm. He didn't. But oh, okay. He he's not like a into that kind of detail. I thought about okay. Steve the whole time. Like, I bet Steve is wondering what beer this is. I was. I, I was Steve like, what are they drinking? They're drinking is. the same thing throughout fruity, the whole movie. Yeah. I know. So I looked it up because I was like, Tangerine. I gotta know. Yeah. And um, it's actually like a beer for the movie, like you said. And it's called Akupara. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But the meaning of that, it's a Sanskrit phrase for boundless or unlimited. So it's a nod mm. to like what's going on in the movie. And there's a turtle on it, which apparently mm. represents, in Hinduism, represents one without death. No way. Oh. I've so heard about the turtle go. in the world, like the turtle who carries the world on its back kind of thing. Okay. It's a Native American thing. Well, because movie beer is a thing, like show beer, and there's one that shows up in a t- and, and for a minute I thought it was this is one, it, and it wasn't. Is it Schmidt oh. Gay? No, it's not Schmidt Gay. <laughs> if you're gay and one? you want a beer, yeah. reach for Schmidt's Gay. Schmitz it's, a, gay. it's an SNL skit with oh. Chris Farley and Adam Sandler. <laughs> That's awesome. With two T's. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, there's, a, there's a beer called Heisler, H-E-I-S-L-E-R, that is in a ton, a ton of shows. Basically, it's like the go-to movie, because it's not real, um, like... Beer Fest, Blue Mountain State, Bones, Chicago PD, <laughs> Fear the Walking Dead, Gilmore Girls, Glee, wow. Heroes, My Name is Earl, New Girl, Malcolm in the Middle, like the lead. It's in everything. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's the go to beer that doesn't exist. And it has even like, that's its logo. What's it called? Heisler, H E I S L E R, Gold Ale. And I love huh. that there's so many two broke girls. shows and movies you, that have used it. You have 100% seen this beer and not known it. Oh and, my God. And it's just, funny. it's not a real beer. It's a, it Terminator, the Sarah O'Connor Chronicles, Star Trek Enterprise, it's been in, Scream, Reno 911, Pretty Little Liars, <laughs> Parks and Rec. You wow. name it, it's that's been crazy. on it. And that's yeah. I, what I thought this was, but I like that it's 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 actually a reference kind of to what's going on with the movie. Oh, the yeah. turtle, the terrapin, that's awesome. I know. Terrapin. I like that. Isn't that what it is? Yeah, terrapin. And a terrapin, a specific type of turtle that is yeah. usually what's associated, like you said. I thought that was more a terrapin than a turtle. Sorry, it's... A, it's You're pulling this out of nowhere. <laughs> no, it's not because it's, it's, because it's big in Grateful Dead iconography. Oh, they work in like funny. the terrapin no. a lot. So it's uh-huh. like, because, and they probably pulled that from, like Terrapin mm. Station is an album song and... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Terrapin is University of Maryland's mascot. The Terps. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think there's a turtle people, Rob. There's like a, a what? Like a statue, like a turtle oh, that yeah, you rub yeah. for good luck. It's like a turtle people. It's a turtle people. <laughs> What's a turtle people? <laughs> like the campus a rub is... that you rub on the turtle people? <laughs> yeah, no, the campus like is... Like a spice? <laughs> the campus is rubbed by subterranean turtle people, Sarah. And uh, students, if they see one out in the day, they are encouraged to rub them for good luck. It's like a rub you put... <laughs> On meats. It's like the turtle people rub. <laughs> turtle people rub? It goes great with steak and fish. Keep it away from chicken. <laughs> turtles. <laughs> and turtles. Oh, boy. Every turtle. One last thing I noticed yes. at the, and it's not like that significant, but I did notice uh, Michelle Johnson did the casting for this. She's the same one who did the casting for like The Office <gasps> and Parks and Rec mm. and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <gasps> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And Those are all so people she I like. is fantastic. Did she do the casting for How I Met Your Mother? 
I think she might have. That's what I want. I could not place where I knew this girl from. And I looked it up as we sat down. Yes. It's the mom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The mom that. From How I Met Your Mother. She's the mother. One of the worst payoffs in TV show history. (laughs) She. Oh, God. She's delightful. (laughs) Delightful. She stole this movie. She did. She She crushed it. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So good in this. I mean, I enjoy Andy Samberg mm-hmm. and he's but you're right, like far and away She was so good. with with she was the special sauce that made this movie work. Yeah. Absolutely. She stole every single scene that she was in. Mm-hmm. I think she pulled the emotion out of Andy Samberg's character. Mm-hmm. Ugh, love her to death. So good. Yeah. Again, like hate what they did with her in uh, How I, I Met Your you Mother. <laughs> I think it was a complete bullshit swerve. Yeah. Like Hey, we're going to spend eight seasons. We had to keep things interesting. Here's the mom, and now we're going to kill her off? Bye. Bullshit. Bye. See ya. Yeah. No, but she, she dies was a lot. Awesome. She was the mom who died in Fargo, too. In the series. Oh, okay. Series. You, he just watched the movie, so he's very confused. Yes. <laughs> I have not watched it, but let's see. How I Met Your Mother. Paul, she was in, apparently in Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. her. She graduated got... the same year we did. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I looked her up because I was like, she's got one of those faces that I know I've seen before, mm-hmm. but I don't know her name. Well, I swore up and down that her name was Christina Miliati, but it says Kristen. I'm like, who the fuck is Kristen? This must be a typo. Because surely like, I would not be I'm wrong. I'm living in, a, in an <laughs> alternate <laughs> reality. Yeah. Well, no, my mouth is pronouncing it as Christina. Why would my mouth say Christina it wrong? Miliotti. Sorry, or Google. Christine Miliati. I'm like, Kristen? Since when has she been Kristen? I don't know. Kristen with a C. Yeah. Is that not normal? No, it's with a K. A Kristen is usually with a K? Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Learn something new every mm-hmm. day. Cool, cool beans. She has a movie called The Brass Teapot. Don't know what that's about, but it looks pretty it's neat. It's about a teapot. <laughs> <laughs> it's really neat. The crux of the movie is about who owns this teapot. Mm-hmm. All right. Or a teapot that's come it. to life. What else do you have, Sarah? <laughs> I don't know. I'm done now. <laughs> you just want to talk about a teapot coming to life? Sure. A brass teapot? That's what Mrs. Potts' first movie was a prequel to <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. She falls in love with a brass teapot. Why is no one on my level here? It's a tale as old as time. <laughs> Get with it. I've had one holiday ale. <laughs> you don't have to drive back either, Sarah. It's a good thing. All right. The meat cute. Apparently, they've known each other for many, many, many days. Yes. But her introduction to him is when he's slicing his way through the party because he knows every move every single person is going to make and impresses her with all of his knowledge. But before that, uh, he stole the the speech from her. She was supposed to get up and give That's the sister true. speech. And he knew that if he mm. stole, stole that speech, that then she would be hit. Yeah, because he says right. that to her later. Every time mm-hmm. I steal that speech... You basically, we sleep together. Yeah. yeah. Both dances in this movie were choreographed by a Broadway choreographer. Ooh, choreographer. They do in choreography. Oh my God. Wait. Yeah. The dance in the bar. Uh, that was in the list of like. I wondered what they were doing out in the desert. They were practicing. <laughs> anyway. All right. So we have the meet cute. We do. Okay. And then. And then. 
The reason they can't be together? Well, they are together. That's the reason. That's the conflict, right? They are <laughs> yeah, together. They, they are only that they can't with be apart. Each other. <laughs> yeah, they can't be apart. Well, the conflict would really be, correct me if I'm wrong, once they get together, that she needs to move on from her past mm. and she literally can't because she's stuck in a time loop. Yeah. Isn't that what you guys taught me was the main yeah. crux yeah. of this movie? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. I'm learning. I'm growing. As, you know. I'm growing as a person. Um, <laughs> I hope Laura, as we're sitting here talking, maybe it hasn't come out in this episode as much, but I hope in the last year you've seen that my heart has grown, at least in its like in maturity. Like I hope I've grown this last year. Not that I've had a lot of romantic interest. In fact, zero. But I've thought a lot about it. So in in this, <laughs> you know, I, I've thought a lot about I situations. Have yeah. <laughs> I've thought a lot about situations I aspire to be in, so now I can see. He writes um, funeral speeches a lot in his head. Well, <laughs> let me explain that. I don't write funeral speeches. I, I practice eulogies loud. while I'm driving, okay? There's a little bit of a difference. I'm I not wish putting... you would have said while I'm drunk, but, it's, but no, it's while I'm driving. No, it's while I'm driving for 100% your friends, sober. For your mm-hmm, family? Mm-hmm. For your... Um, no, no. Uh, mostly Tim South. Yeah, mostly Tim South. I have practiced Tim South. <laughs> Like a thousand <laughs> times. And I've told him and he's asked me to give it to him. And I've told him like, it's not, it's, it's not, not ready yet. It's not ready. Oh, it's not perfect. <laughs> and it's, and it always morphs a little bit. And all I, I, I've got, I've got these really good, I've bragged about this before on, on this show. I know, but I'm, I've gotten really good at coming to a point that I just, <laughs> where I need to gather myself and the, and the words come <laughs> and the words come. So I've gotten I've, yeah, I've gotten good at that emotional stumble well, there. And Tim's yeah, Tim's Here's the thing. Yeah, you know. I don't think Tim's I I think there's only where only he's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> you can only go down from Tim South. Like he's probably gonna have the most epic Yeah, Tim's is Tim's yeah. is because Tim and I have also had Tim's a died fair amount riding of good a adventures. horse bareback over the Grand Canyon or something. Exactly. You know? Uh no, I've I've practiced like I practiced John Tumbush's because at one point it seemed like that was going to be he fell a into necessity. Lake Erie. Yeah, like with his dr- his boating. I'm just kidding. I'm no, kidding. Oh <laughs> no, no, he's fine. He's entirely alive. He's alive. Uh, well, and I'll tell you what. In a way, got me on it. Um, a lot of time on my hands. Uh, no, I gave a very good wedding speech, and I feel like I I peaked at that. Like I've done. He the- had bridesmaids who wanted to do him, but he didn't realize, and then he missed his chance. Yeah, who that was, was wedding. Tim- well, that was Tim's. Tim's it was wedding. Tim's. Yeah, no, well, I butchered that. But- I think to your point, gathering your thoughts. Also, maybe it's a bit of appreciating your friends and for who they are, and thinking about yeah. all the things that you've, all the time you spent, all the she, fun you've had. She gets it. You just mock me for it. She I, gets it. I mean, man. I still think that the framework for that is a little unconventional. But you do spend a lot of time like defining people's characteristics, and I think that's what maybe you need to do for a speech. Is this a compliment? I don't know. No, no, no. There's a compliment in there, I think, right? <laughs> I think there's a compliment Looking in there. Looking at me expectantly. Yeah, no, because I think you're at the hair of giving well, me a no, compliment. Well, no, you do that, though. Like, you're like, you always do blah, blah, blah. Or you are so silly. Or your husband's so always doing this mm-hmm. and this. Like, you're good at, like, defining, like, the things people do. Is that good? I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
You, right. you're, you like observe and catalog yeah, okay. of those things about people. I could see that. That's your personality trait. I, I'm going to take that as a good thing then. <laughs> okay. It's led to some pretty good hypothetical eulogies. But again. What if you what if you put them all together? Not, in like eulogies a, aren't hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> they never like, will be hypothetical. Gave them to, like gave people all their like yeah. a published book of wow, eulogies. Wow, that would be. Sweet. Eulogies for my not dead friends. Yeah. That. That will sounds like a Please, Dave Eggers book to me. I mean, actually, do you? So my cousin, I used to give him like funny Christmas presents. Like I, I spent a lot of time making these videos, and one year I gave him a video eulogy. <laughs> I went around and interviewed all of our relatives and told them to pretend that he had died, and I got like. Um, uh, pictures of him, you know, through his life, like as a kid, and I put it to "I will remember <laughs> you," and then it would like cut to my aunt. She'd be like, "I just, he was the sweetest guy I ever knew," and then she kind of break down in tears. And I gave him that. He was sobbing. He was laughing so hard. He he doubled over in pain. He was laughing so hard when I showed it to him. So, man, this has been a constant for me. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. I want to do more things that that are like funny just to the people we know. Cause I think like people nowadays do so many like viral videos and everyone's going to love this. And <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like let's have national reach. I'm like, no, I want to go with like 20 people are going to find this fucking hilarious and yeah. nobody else is going to get it. Oh yeah. Like that's funny. I'm a huge, huge fan of that. Um, yeah. For example, and he'll never hear this, but John Tumbush left a pair of shoes at my house over five years ago. Mm. I have been holding on to them so Tim and I can give them back to him at just the right moment because he was furiously looking for these shoes for a while. Do you know what that right moment is or you're waiting for that I'm right moment? Please fill them with something. It will, re- it will reveal itself. Yes. It will reveal sure itself. cement. <laughs> or the... <laughs> or the- <You> know- <laughs> The one, the the one last thing I thought about the eulogies, yes. bronze them, <gasps> bronze Ooh. them like baby shoes, yes. and write like the day you found them on the front. Yes, oh my god, that's do it. that's beautiful, and put them on like a little on a little pedestal. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, like, like a little you always, thing. Yes, you always have like a yeah. little wooden thing on the. <laughs> Crying right now. <laughs> you That's have to so do genius. it. Yeah. It's so I'm good. like, how do you like keep so shoes? Like, you promise them. According to Google, it takes between eighty and four hundred dollars to bronze shoes. So what that you guys split it? I will fuck that. I will absolutely you spend four hundred dollars. Yeah, we'll oh split my it. God, we'll I will it. gladly spend four hundred dollars alone. I don't need to split this to hand John bronze shoes that he'll probably look at and be like, huh. I thought I lost. <laughs> and then hopefully throw the other he ones away, so he won't get the other ones back anyway. <laughs> like I found these a long time ago, but they're gone now. That's amazing. That's amazing. In the bronzing process, they were destroyed. <laughs> You're still <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was more important to bronze them than to give you your shoes back. All that remains is one of the tongues. <laughs> the laces. Yeah. They bronze the laces. Don't worry, they may be full price. I'll expect to be reimbursed. Yeah. Sorry, now you have to pay me. <sighs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's you just cracked. I've been sitting my amazing. mom 
will <clears throat> periodically ask me, what are you going to do with John Tumbush's shoes? I mean, like twice <laughs> a year, she'll ask me, do you still have those shoes? What are you going to do with them? Now, you now I have an now answer. You know. There you go. I'm bronzing them. And Ooh. now you don't have to wait for the right moments because it's always there. Yeah. It's just any moment is the right moment to give John Tomlish back his But if you randomly shoes. drove to Toledo to give him to him on oh. a day he wasn't expecting oh. it, that would also be really great. Oh, so brilliant. So I have so another, brilliant. oh my God. To be like, I have a gift for your son and I think <laughs> it's going to be really important. <laughs> and then give him the shoes. <laughs> He'll always have a piece Instead of, of you. like baby shoes. <laughs> yeah. He'll be John's big ass well, the, shoes. The f- <laughs> <laughs> I just it's thought good. your son would always enjoy knowing how big your feet were. <laughs> These are the These shoes he has to fill. Yeah. Here's, what's even, here's what's even funnier. The reason I have the shoes is he put them in my car like before a wedding, and he ended up not. And we did. I didn't know oh they God. were in there. And he ended up just wearing like tennis shoes to the wedding. I was gonna say, did he pull like a Kevin Malone yeah, wearing kind of Kleenex boxes yeah. to the wedding? <laughs> what kind of shoes are, are these that you have? They're dress shoes. Oh, he. They're like. Why did like, he do that? I don't. They ended up in my truck somehow. But what? He, he got a dance. He, he got oh, a dance, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't know the series of That's events. That's gonna be that even better to... that they're dress shoes. Like, I love it. So we have reason they can't be together. Yes. <clears throat> Soundtrack. There's not really much there of a soundtrack a to this. Soundtrack. It is. It's just not like interstitial. It's they're they're not just made for the movie songs like that, but they they're they're not like recognizable songs for the most part that you would be like, oh, those are like some. Yeah, I don't think I remember a single song. The end song. I was obsessed with after I saw this movie. Oh. When the Morning Comes by Hall and Oates. Oh, yeah. I did hear that Hall and Oates song. That one was, uh, hmm. that inspired my playlist for a while. Oh, there's a Krungabin song. I was going to say, and they, whatever they did their dance routine to, I remember sticking out to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is actually the dance routine song for both. It's the one he dances to at the wedding, and it's the one he dances to That's with funny. Sarah. Mm, mm. But but as a whole, like you said, it is mostly interstitial type. Uh, well, no, it's actually like a bunch no, of they're bands. Like, they're real. Yeah, they're, they're real songs yeah. by real band. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, so are interstitial songs, but you know, they're not like Niles goes to the wedding. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> they're not but, like it, that. but it's also not the same as like in Clueless or mm-hmm. Ten Things I Hate About You, where it's like where this like, is a oh those are jams. Yeah, this is a, well, and you know what? Maybe to your point that you keep making about this Ooh. movie, they tried making it like not of a single time. That is was that, part of it. You know, yeah, it was mm-hmm. just kind of like this is My good. Gosh. Yes, they have a Natalie Merchant song, a Ten Thousand Maniacs song. You mean like the weather? Yeah, about the weather. <laughs> it's such a cold and so rainy day that's a really Where good on earth has the sun gone away i love that song. that's a great natalie merchant i know i'm really that's good at good. it yeah. it got into my soul early wow <laughs> yeah i love that song i just don't remember them all so this is how good that movie is i came home from like a big night for pandemic nights of getting my you nails went to the done. Store. Yeah. <laughs> getting my nails done and going to dinner and and like actually like talking to an adult and having two drinks. Got home, 
put Emma to bed. Brian and I look at each other. We're like, do we watch Cobra Kai or do we watch start this movie? It's like 1030. And I said, there's no way I'm going to finish this movie. And he said, no, I'm not going to either. But let's just start it. And we watched the whole thing. (laughs) And we were up past midnight. (sighs) And it was so good. (laughs) And that's how you know. That's a late night. I know. Yeah. So so soundtrack isn't as integrated necessarily as we've seen I some other movies but it's probably atten- per- as attention yeah it's very intentional they didn't want you to th- yeah think yeah. of any particular point in time mm-hmm. yeah you know, yeah barracuda is on could here. be anything really. well exactly and like uh um 13 going on 30 like they played a bunch of music that was from her child like they they didn't play things that related necessarily to these characters mm. they were just there so I wouldn't yeah. listen to this soundtrack on the way home we can do that <laughs> oh I did see that the the first song that that they play in the movie was supposed to be the last song oh, but they thought it was a little too weird and depressing hmm. once they slotted it in there and they were like eh. and then they made it the Hall and Oates and then okay. changed that to the beginning song Hmm. Okay. You do know that there is a, I forget which college it is, but there is a active line that you can call to have a Hall and Oates song played to you. What? And, and you can get- the Hall and Oates hotline. It is. There, wait, do you know about this? Or are you just <laughs> Yeah, make, you told me. <laughs> it's called Call and Oates. <laughs> call and Call and Oates. Uh, and dial 719-26-Oates. This was at least of this writing in 2011, but I'm pretty sure I've called it recently. To, Who uh, plays it to you? It's just like a thing offered it's by like a macro- recording, recording, and you just oh. call in, and then the recording plays for you. Wait, yeah, wait a is second. Is it the same song every time, or is it just no? no you get to select. Oh, wait fun. here, wait. Let's. I don't know why we're like. <laughs> You're in emergency. Press one. Manita. What do you get? What do you get? Four. For sure. This is a thing. Emergency helpline. <laughs> so there, if you ever need emergency hall and oats, 719 Why did I think that was Duran Duran forever? What? I know, no, that's, that's terrible. Sorry. Absolutely not. They're sorry. not sorry, hungry guys. like sorry, the guys. wolf, man. Um, too bad they didn't have that when the morning comes, because that would have been awesome. I know. All right, so what else do we have, Sarah? Montage. Yes. Oh yeah. Falling them, in love montage. Mm-hmm. Crazy, yeah, like them crazy behavior and, montage. Yeah, acting yeah. a damn fool montage. I think you can fall in love with somebody when you have no consequences to anything you do, and you just start over the next day. You know. So you mean college? You mean falling in love in college? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, <laughs> class. I mean, kind of. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So. Cut <laughs> that. Uh, the location is Palm Springs. It's it it has to be yeah somewhere kind of in the oh, middle of nowhere that forces you to be like you like you just said if it was in Ohio or a a hub an easily accessible uh, transportation hub mm-hmm. you know like a, like Columbus you can get anywhere you do too much it, even in even being an hour and a half outside of L A that still means you got to like yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah. adds to like the just like Sarah said like the weirdness yeah like mm-hmm. weirdness like you're not supposed to be there mm-hmm. just sort of yeah. and then you've got like the cave like there. the cave i mean you and could probably figure something else out too weirdly. yeah yeah all about it. that's what the and the dinosaurs yeah. too it's like there time is ever present in a way but maybe that's what the dinosaurs mean time isn't holding us time isn't after us 
Is that Hall and Oates song? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Talking Heads. Is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Letting the days go by. They oh, should have done yes. that one. Great song. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been somewhere other than Palm Springs, but it, I yeah. think you'd still need to have like the desert. But that's why sort of I've been watching desolate. The yeah. Office every night with Emma. So I'm really like office focused right now. But that's why The Office works so well in Scranton, Pennsylvania. That's why... Groundhog Day works so well in Punxsutawney. Like, if you're in New York, meh, mm-hmm. you know. There's always something new going on, even yeah. if you're there for, like, 40 years. Right. Yeah. Like, you could set this in, like, Palm Springs. You could set this, like, at a mountain resort, ski resort or something. Something far, you know, or something interesting. Or, like, in, like, Jackson Hole, Montana or something. I don't know. But when you get into the cities, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So location does very much matter in this and is very much in the front of the movie. And I liked it where Mm -hmm. it is. I liked the desert. Well, and also the fact that it's at a wedding is really important, too. Yeah. It couldn't have just been like a family get together. It needs to be something where a bunch of random people are brought together. Because weddings are also like those touch points in your life when like... You re you surface from the mundane stuff into a day that everyone will remember, and it's kind of funny that it's the day that keeps cycling because it's that's the special day. Mm. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Okay, so Wish that's. I knew more about her sister though. She was kind of a blank slate. Eh, I was actually kind of they fine with it. They don't get too much into her except to remind us over and over again that she's a really good person. Yeah. Like Dating essentially that she didn't deserve necessarily what happened. Not that anybody does, but. She was like the last person that that guy should be cheating on. Right. Yes. I think was that like all we need yeah. to know. Past that, I don't think we needed to know any. If we knew more about her, it wouldn't have advanced the story anymore. We just knew that her sister like very much wronged her and she didn't have a reason to. Maybe I just didn't like that actress. Her face didn't give me anything. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> kind of boring <laughs> she didn't really have like a warm face that you would expect for somebody that yeah was so quote like supposedly so caring and gave right. her bone marrow and yeah <laughs> yeah anyway it looked like frida Kahlo to me really see that okay. a little bit yeah, yeah. All right, and as far as runtime, we're actually a little on the low Under, end here yeah an hour like 30 that. I was. I didn't feel like that to me either. It didn't feel like it ultimately, but as I was watching it in the beginning, I kept thinking like, "All right, we're about thirty minutes in. We still haven't hit romance." I was like, "Again, like I said earlier, can they wrap this up?" And and they did. They very much did, and it didn't feel fast. It it just, yeah. The great Mm -hmm. thing about the beginning is, like I said, I there were lots of times where I was like, "What is happening? Seriously, what is going on?" Yeah. But it was still so entertaining. It wasn't like you were annoyed (laughs) by that because you were busy being entertained by all the things that like Andy Samberg was doing and all of the dialogue. But you're still like, "Wait, what?" And you're right. The movie doesn't actually get really get going until they sort all that out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it takes a while. I did like, even though I picked up on it. To my own horn picked up on it pretty quick mm-hmm. when they went to that cave when he got hit by the arrow i still was like what the fuck is this maybe i'm way <laughs> off base with what i thought was going on then he crawls into a cave and i was like yeah <laughs> got it yeah that was very confusing i thought when the guy hit him with the arrow i thought it was going to be something really out there like he was um this is where it gets into how i love star trek and, and just mm-hmm. sci-fi he was evading some sort of time directive and that that guy was a like oh, guy hunting like a time him phantom that's what i thought it was gonna <laughs> okay. be and that, okay. and, and, like from fringe or I, something. no exactly and that's yeah. the point where i was like i don't know 
that this can be a romantic comedy <laughs> with him being hunted through time. Uh. But let's see where it goes. And I was mm. wrong, and I'm glad I was. Me too. Yeah. yeah. They have a lot of physical comedy. There's yes. a ton of it. And Andy well, Samberg is so good. I know, he's very good at physical comedy. Oh, yeah. Have you guys watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yes. Yeah, it's so good. So great. So good. You I, have to watch it. I know. It. I'm saving it for when I'm like really having a bad stretch. And I'm yeah. like, because I know that it'll be like the thing that brings me like out. Like I sit on some of those shows sometimes. <laughs> and that's one of them. Because I know it's well, going to be good. Well, the first two seasons don't quite hit it. But then it gets really good. Gotcha. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like start it when I think I'm going into a depression. And then by the time it hits like fully, I'm hitting mm, season then you're three. Good. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Get me there out of there. Go. Yeah. Cool. And then um, Terry uh, Cruz. Cruz really brings you out of it with his yogurt yeah uh there's levity slash joie de vivre i think it's the opposite <laughs> i don't think there's a lot of joie yeah. de vivre i think there's a lot of dread to vivre very much <laughs> <Dread> <laughs> <of> vivre. <laughs> you know not so yeah, much definitely it's, not joy of life in this movie no it's more about like not until the end existence and meaning yeah um I guess the subgenre is supernatural. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sci-fi, supernatural. Yeah. Absolutely. Cameos. None I can think of. None I can think of whatsoever mm-hmm. either, no. Mm-mm. Not unless there was something weird, like a background person altogether we missed, like one Ooh. of the Lonely Island guys. What? I know of a cameo that's Ooh. rando. What? You wouldn't know this. A rando cameo? This is a, it's not a cameo cameos. in the sense that he's a celebrity, but the scientist who... Oh. Consulted was the guy in the oh. computer who she talked to. Where she, he said, "Like, oh, you don't need me." Yeah, he was the guy. Because oh, the, the guy, he, he, he kept like telling them, the "Like, place. you need to cast somebody who looks like is a me. real scientist. Like, look, yeah, like doesn't look nerd. like you know Doc from Yeah Back to the, the future. future." And they were like, "Yeah, we thought a lot about it. Why don't you do it?" And he was like, <laughs> "Okay, oh <laughs> yay, yeah." Ending on a smart slash sassy response. Absolutely. I would say 100% that no, that I, I thought the J.K. Simmons to me was, I know that that was the like after credits, but it was at the very beginning of the credits mm. and him like, I'm going to need more alcohol, a <laughs> lot more alcohol. <laughs> Boom. End of movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, that absolutely. Good. That was like the punchy ending to it. Yeah. And it left, it did leave you very much on an upbeat too. Cause you're like, this dude knows he's getting out. Yeah. yeah. And I think even if you didn't see that, it still lands, you know, like. Mm-hmm. On a positive note. Yeah. Oh, yeah, where it's or like... Or with a funny note. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're like, I guess I gotta pick guess, up my dog. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, dog. dog. Shaggy dog. <laughs> He's like, it's one of them shaggy dogs. <laughs> and then the family comes yeah. in. Like, I guess they get home on November 10th. <laughs> I love it. That was good. Love it. Uh, learning moments. Oh, Jesus. Just full of them. Like, so many. Yeah, so many. Just the whole movie. Like, I mm-hmm. took... I. I'm walking away from this with like a lot because again, my life, not just during quarantine, but in general is very much like repetitive, (laughs) you know, like, you know, a little downtrodden on love these days old Justin is. So it's like, you know, it made me think like, okay, man, like you, you need to just open up a little more. I I took a lot from this movie. I think there's a lot of lessons to take from it. Yeah. But I think, uh, yeah, I think to me, it's like, (sighs) you probably have a much better way of putting it with your uh existentialism all that but like oh. you know like just because you think it's point like it's what you make it like what you exactly. make it you know make the thing that's important to you important to you and that's enough mm-hmm. yeah that's what i would take out of it but you tell me sarah what do you think that 
life is a time loop (laughs) basically (laughs) that we are living very monotonous lives in general and especially during this pandemic but even before the pandemic that's people's complaint and especially in marriage i think things get to be incredibly repetitive but you have to find the meaning in the day-to-day stuff and if you can be happy with someone in that monotony, that's really kind of the key to living a life that's fulfilling. Yeah. I mean, I think indi- I think the, the point is individuals make me- give life meaning. Individual selves. You know, you, mm. you have to make meaning out of your life. So then I guess, like Sarah, again, as we do, as we do ep- every episode, if an alien came down, beep boop. How likely are you to show this movie to an alien as an example of a romantic comedy? One to ten. Like an eight. Like an eight? Okay. Because it fits those, a lot of the tropes, but it's also got all of that confusing sci-fi stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. that would confuse an alien. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Or make them feel at home. Yeah. What what about you? What would you, what would you say? Yeah, it. I do think it is missing like the levity piece of a rom com, that makes like a rom com such a rom com. But mm. um, I mean, I laughed out loud a bunch in this movie. Definitely, I think the lightness, though, like yeah, the, like the less, the fewer consequence kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, mm. just it's a little heavy yeah. at times, and especially toward the end when he's <laughs> like very depressed and everything. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I agree. Give it a seven or an eight. Seven or an eight? Okay. Mm-hmm. I I go with an eight, but I mean, for like the same reasons. Like it hits a lot of the marks, but it, it has these other elements that kind of like take away from it a little bit and shoot you in these other directions. But man, like at the end of the day, th- I mean, this movie really, really has a great like love plot in it, love yeah, story love in it. it. And they are fantastic together. Like <laughs> I, wanted, so I together. wanted them to succeed. And mm-hmm. when you saw Andy Samberg fall into that funk when she just like disappeared and yeah. he couldn't find her because she was leaving every day. Yeah. My heart broke for that dude. It took me back to every breakup <laughs> I've ever been through. And I was just like. No, <laughs> no. He should have been able to find her, though. I also thought that because mm. once he figured out that she no. was she leaving. smelled like what's his name's pillow. Oh, he's by the time she wakes up, he's already out in the pool. Yeah, so he's up before her and out in the pool, which means he could get no, to her room. No, because she her. wakes him up some days. Some days she comes in and wakes That's him true. up. Yeah, but if he knew that she was le- like not on the grounds, he could immediately get up and go outside. And wait at like the one exit was what I was thinking. Unless yeah. she really like got the fuck out of there, which she probably did. Hmm. So that, but no, I I agree. But it is, man, this is just a lovely movie. I yeah. really enjoyed this movie a lot. It was, it was great. All right, Sarah, if anybody wants to send in an email or anything like that, where should they? Romcomcom, D-O-T-com at gmail.com. Yeah, if you have any like suggestions. Like we said, we're, we're kind of playing with Romeo and Juliet or a couple of those suggestions. Mm maybe i don't know we'll play with it a bit but yeah you know more in the the calm add some calm to that less drama but uh <laughs> and then also what about our our intro and outro music sarah if someone loved that love off the album the keys, keys to, to cat, cat heaven. heaven bye this, this is, is my, my suitcase, suitcase. <laughs> they say together <laughs> <laughs> check them out and uh laura this was just lovely 
This is fun having, having you us. on like around Christmas time. And uh, thanks for letting me call dibs on this movie. Oh, <laughs> so happy to talk to you guys. Of course. About this movie. Oh, and I've I'm en- happy you showed us. It is great. I know, and I've enjoyed drinking beer and eating the chili dip that you made. And it's all just <laughs> it's Steve's all so mom. lovely. Yeah, Steve's mom's chili dip. Mm. I have had a great time. I want to be here doing fun things.